Hello everybody, today is Wednesday the 14th of December 2016. This is The Gap, episode 350, Australia's most serious podcast about video games. My name's Luke Laurie, Joe Gure is here with me tonight. It is my pleasure to join you on this wonderful evening. Why was there a pause between wonderful evening? I haven't really given it much thought. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Uh, I'd like to ask you a serious question to start off with, considering Mm. we are a serious podcast. Of course. Uh, I heard that you are very good at singing Tom Jones. (laughs) Uh, Hearsay and conjecture. Can you explain Uh, a little bit about what happened with your Tom Jones experience? Uh, I was... I went to play some Battlefield, as, you know, anyone might. I jumped in Discord. Everyone was all like, I'll be there in 10 minutes. So I'm like, cool, (laughs) I'll stack the dishwasher then. I forgot to to mute my microphone, I guess. And while while I was doing my thing, you know, stacking the dishwasher, I was singing some... It's not unusual because, you know, why wouldn't you? It's a wonderful song. And, uh, you know, people were making fun of me in the Discord, which I think is really rough. But, you know, they, they treat me like I'm some sort of joke when I'm really a co-host on Australia's most serious games podcast. <laughs> we were. Not anymore. Now we're excited. We're full of energy. Back. <laughs> we're back. We're back, baby. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed last week uh, our, our sick prank. It was a PewDiePie level prank. It was. Uh, because we told you one thing and then we did something completely different, which uh, I think is actually how PewDiePie pranks. I'm back. I'm back on the hate train. Okay. I was all like, you know what? PewDiePie, you do you. And then he's all like, oh, when I make it, make it a 50 million subscribers, I'm going to, you know, quit YouTube. And then he got to 50 million and he's like, lol, what a great prank. And uh, I'm back on the hate train again. I'm like, fuck you, man. How fucking that is. It's just not a prank. That's my main problem. You got Is that it's not a prank. That's just lying. I can, I can lie. (laughs) Fuck. Anyway, pretty disappointed. Um, so yeah, we're back. We are. Yeah, let's do it. Um, Wrestling. We went to wrestling last night. NXT Live, uh, a house show, obviously. Um, so, yeah, they had a bunch of the NXT crew out. Uh, and it was pretty good. You know, the thing about NXT, I know you don't watch a lot of wrestling, Luke, but you came along anyway, and I respect that. Um, the thing about NXT is that, like, the whole concept of NXT is that it's supposed to sort of have that uh, house show feel. At the same time, uh, in the States, people go fucking goofy Mm. for NXT. They get crazy into it. Uh, And it's, you know, it's one of those, it's one of like the WWE live stuff is pretty meta by comparison. Like, uh, 
sorry, not meta by comparison. Like NXT is a lot of in jokes, a lot of wrestling in jokes, and uh, people like to you know prove that they know you know all the wrestling whatever. But uh, WWE by comparison is is very much going along with the the thread that most of the time it's going along with the the whatever story thread the WWE are trying to weave like if the Wyatt uh, Wyatt's are being bad then you're like boo uh, and and so you sort of you know you go along with the heel and the face situation in NXT that that ain't shit like you might like the final fight the final match rather um was Samoa Joe versus Shinsuke Nakamura uh, in a like three-way tag team match, um, and yeah, the like, wow, what's his fucking name? I can't remember his name. Which one? Uh, Glorious. Anyway, everyone, everyone gets well into singing his. Uh, theme song and everyone fucking hates him uh they just they just really like his theme song but like the wrestlers at the same time that is like they have established their heel and face shit in a much more natural way i think is what i'm trying to get at like in wwe you get told oh yeah seen as a face oh yeah roman reigns is a face uh why it's a heels in nxt they sort of just do their like they establish it on their own it's very much you can tell who the bad guys are because they're acting like bad guys and uh it's it's much more old school wrestling which i i think <laughs> yeah what? you mean when the guy comes out and was telling the crowd we're all wankers like oh yeah that, that was, was spectacular <laughs> it was my favorite he it was, was killing so him. good and then he got fucking destroyed in about a minute yeah um and what else happened uh i got in on the ground floor on a botchamania chant uh, managed to call that one out first. I was I felt pretty good about that. That's some uh, Botchamania is this. It's basically a web TV show that's been going for years. That um, you could like you watch it and it's whenever wrestlers fuck up and it's not just w- on WWE or on televised wrestling or anything like that. It's at like house shows and like indie stuff and all that kind of stuff. And like for the longest time. 90% of all indie wrestling I watched was on Botchamania. Uh, but uh, then, like, you know, obviously now you can, you've got access to a lot more of it, like Ring of Honor and stuff. It, it used to be that you just didn't have that access, but they're doing a lot better at providing ways to access shit from different countries. Um, so, yeah, I only ever watched Botchamania, but Botchamania is basically if you fuck up and uh, Akira, what's his face, uh, tried to tried to jump onto the top rope and then spring off and uh, he missed with one foot mm. and uh, went down like a sack of shit. And uh, you got to do it. Someone's got to, somebody's got to start the call. Someone's going to start the call. It might <laughs> as well be me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I felt about, good about that. Nearly got hit by uh, some teeth. No, what I, like it looked like it full blown <laughs> looked like teeth, but I think it was, it's something I think it was like yeah. tape or something. Because uh, I think, I think because, one of them had his hand taped up for seemingly no reason, and he'd hit with that hand, and shit would go flying. And uh, yeah, I think he might have set up to make it look like he was punching people's fucking teeth out. It worked. 
people were freaking <laughs> the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first time it happened, everyone was like, holy fuck, that dude's teeth is gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then after like the sixth time of it happening, we're like, oh, okay, well, this is a bit. <laughs> yeah. A bit Either it's a bit or- <laughs> He's got no teeth. <laughs> he's got like a shark mouth. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty good, eh? Like, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed myself. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, so we were like third row back from the ringside. Yeah. Um, which was pretty cool. We were nice and close in on the action. Uh, and the cool thing about being that close is that you can hear the wrestlers uh, or superstars. What do they call them in NXT? Uh, superstars. Just superstars? Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you can hear them like talking to each other or giving them like other guys shit or like turning around and saying shit to the crowd like you don't normally get that stuff um when you're further back or, or even watching on tv because they're not really mic'd up exactly. uh, you're just getting the commentators and on the odd occasion you'll you know you'll be able to hear what someone's saying to someone but this is like full-blown um you can hear everything you hear everything that's going on including they the people actually- around you but they weren't like they weren't calling spots very much. Like they weren't calling out moves very I much. I saw them like a couple times, like one or two times. I think it was when they had to like alter because they'd fuck something up or something. Yeah. Then they'd have to call out what they were going to pivot to. But uh, yeah, there wasn't a lot of like yeah. They seemed super on top of shit, which was pretty good. Um, I don't know. Like I didn't recognize a number of the people who sh- who were wrestling last night. Uh, and yeah, like they all st- still seem super professional. There's some WA guys there, yeah, that I swear to God I've never seen before, and they have the worst fucking name of all time. What is it like BM61 or something? Yeah, terrible. <laughs> like, what's a 61 for? He's like, ah, oh, it's the Australian area code. Yeah, why would you or do international that? Number. That's it's so funny. Yeah, um, but yeah, like I don't know. I just thought it was a really good night. Um, and yeah, being being so close was pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's about it. Yeah, uh, and they had like all the current champions there, right? As well. Uh, yes, because they had the tag team. Uh, all the guys yep. tag team. Also, oh, no, I don't know about the girls. Is there a girls? Not in so, NXT, I don't think. Because okay. we did see some tag team. Uh, the women's, but it wasn't for a belt. No. Well, none, oh, sorry, none of them came out with a belt. Whereas the other guys, uh, the the tag team men's and then the uh, women's champions and men's uh, champion came out with their with their belts. So, um, Oscar yeah. and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was there when um, when. Shinsuke and Oscar like debuted okay uh in the WWE oh sorry in NXT I guess but yeah it was pretty awesome so who's like I obviously don't follow it much I I get the Twitter spam every you know two days when it's on uh like Raw and and Smackdown that sort of stuff yeah um and then like when SummerSlam's on or Wrestlemania I, I kind of watch that but otherwise, yep. I'm not, like, yet. I'm not, I'm not back in it. I'm not, like, I don't know the storylines and that sort of thing. But who yep. are, like, the main guys 
from NXT that have come up in the last like because NXT is only a couple of years old, right? So who are so like the what? big guys that have come up from that and made their way onto like SmackDown and and Raw and that sort of stuff? Other than Seth Rollins seems to be one name they kept flinging around on the promo videos. You like the amount of people who've gone from NXT to WWE is is sort of ridiculous, but yeah, Seth Rollins is. I don't, I don't know why. I think it's because the WWE is still still trying to really push him. Like I think he's still a really big part of their push, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So like they're still trying to make him popular because I guess Roman Reigns didn't really work out for them, because um, obviously like Roman Reigns was supposed to be the next big thing but it just everyone hated him basically um but wade barrett uh i think like the first SummerSlam i went to wade barrett was just getting really big and the whole nxt crew were uh trying to get like to get like recognition in the wwe proper and uh i was there at SummerSlam. They'd invited, like, the, it wasn't other game journals. They had just invited wrestling nerds. Mm-hmm. And uh, because Wade Barrett's a British guy. They, um, I was there, Wade Barrett. They, like, bought me a fucking NXT t-shirt uh, to be, like, oh, sorry, a Nexus t-shirt to be their fucking, their leader. Because I sounded sort of like Wade Barrett because I had an Australian accent instead of a... Um, english one but yeah um so yeah he's he's from nxt he's still like i guess he's a jobber now but he's you know he went okay for a while and uh, obviously the big one was daniel bryan okay. uh because uh, i mean obviously you know he uh doesn't wrestle but uh yeah he was he was pretty fucking huge in that first season. So he sort of really established NXT as something to watch. And since then, um, fuck, I don't, I don't know. Hey, like the, I, I haven't really enjoyed a lot of them. Like, um, Brodus Clay, there's one dude fucking, what's his name? Apollo. Uh, no, it's not Creed. Obviously, uh, Apollo Cruz, I think. Yeah. He is the biggest motherfucking dude. I've seen, he is fucking huge, that dude. He's just this big fucking unit. Terrifying. Um, so, yeah, he came up, I'm pretty sure, through NXT. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, basically, a lot of the more popular underground guys wind up going through NXT for um, a little while before they inevitably make it onto the WWE. It's just the way the um like i guess they test them for tv or whatever first yeah but yeah i I feel like uh like like when i look at who was there last night uh what was road roadie was his name i think i I got pictures of all the some of the entrances uh the glorious guy uh right like rude is it rude was it rude was it r double o d yeah yeah um yeah, like when I when he came out and that entrance went for like fucking two minutes. Yeah, I was like, oh holy shit! All right, this guy's obviously the favorite, right? 
but right. he, he wasn't. <laughs> it was it was really strange. Um, yeah, people just love the love the, his fucking entrance music. <laughs> yeah. and he came out and made this big thing about it. I thought he was really good. Um, but yeah, it was really strange. <laughs> I feel like he's one of the guys that could transition pretty well. Um, yeah, you like it's you like to think that, but sometimes it just doesn't work. Maybe they're not. Yeah, he might wind up just jobbing uh, on WWE, and I don't know. I reckon he might be happier. I don't know. I just don't see whether like see him having his own sort of thing. He's just sort of like your average heel type dude, like Shinsuke Nakamura, right? the Japanese dude who is the champion, current champion. Yeah. Utterly unique. There is not a single other wrestler like him, not in the WWE, not in the fucking NXT. Not, not like he is, that is him. Nobody's like that. Right. Okay. You don't agree. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you at the moment, night, like he, he minces about on the, in, in the ring. Uh, flops himself about all over the fucking place. Hmm. Uh, like, yeah, he's just 100% unique. Oscar, Oscar has like, a, she's a chick wrestler who has the, that Hulkamania vibe to her. Like, they're, I feel like those guys could actually, if they could do, um, if they could like get on the mic, I think, I wonder if Mike, yeah presence might be a critical element but uh yeah if they could really nail on the mic shit then uh yeah it's they would be unstoppable in the wwe because they are properly unique and that's what wwe needs because if you're just a big dude who can bounce about in the ring you just wind up getting fucked and even guys who try to pivot to do something else like cody rhodes wind up getting screwed like they just don't see any fucking anything interesting and it sucks like it just really sucks. i don't know cody rhodes makes me think about that shit a lot because i thought i always thought he was pretty good on the other hand i guess uh randy orton's sort of done something with himself but he he had a lot of chances to do that so uh, anyway yeah anyway yeah uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. It was fun. And the other thing I was surprised at, they were, uh, they were like going through all their advertising and whatnot. And they talked about how the WWE network is like 10 bucks a month, which I think <laughs> yeah. is fucking ridiculous. Uh, like I am like pretty close to getting it. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Uh, the only thing I'm, I'm, that's holding me back is time. Like, I don't know if I have the time to sit there and watch wrestling. <laughs> But that price That's is- more expensive than fucking Netflix, though. It, it is, but it's... You're like, oh, it's cheaper than the basketball. The basketball is fucking 82 games a season. Yeah. Plus finals. So, plus, like, that's every single team. So, you're getting some fucking... I don't know. You get more than one game per dollar that mm-hmm. you would spend in Australia on that fucking shit. On the flip side... If you buy it from Canada, you get, like, one game for every 50 fucking cents. Yeah. But they're not, like, in uh, the NBA, just shafts you depending on where you're from. Whereas these guys are just like, it's 10 bucks. Uh, and then you get all their shit, like, uh, SmackDown, Raw, uh, all the pay-per-view stuff. Like, 
it's all i think it's awesome pricing they're doing a, a good model because i've looked at stuff for um, nfl as well in the past and and their fucking pricing model is ridiculous like i feel like sports entertainment needs to get a good grasp of like how much people would want to pay for this shit because like if the nba was cheaper in australia i'd definitely buy it through australia but it's not it, we get shafted um like four times the price so why would i pay for it like that it's just ridiculous but you're not though but I, yeah no I'm, I'm saying i'm not but it's like 120 bucks a year i think yeah from canada oh no for wwe well no through canada nba right which yeah. is 10 bucks a fucking month yeah I'm a, I, but what i'm saying is that i have to fucking jump through hoops to do that whereas wrestling are like we're just doing it across the board turn on your vpn is jumping on fucking through fucking hoops for rates for some people yeah they, it's not everybody knows how to do that sort of stuff well then they don't deserve it yeah because it's very fucking easy to google so if you can't work out how to google it then you pay the full price but if you can work out how to do a 45 second googling and then chuck on a fucking a free vpn if you're bold or you're own vpn that you've already got set up then yeah you get to fucking reap the benefits of ten dollars a month for basketball Mm, yeah but you're all like no it's not it's you're like you're gonna reward wwe just because they're charging the same price around the world yeah i think that's good your bananas that's good i think it's awesome and i would support that (laughs) (laughs) unbelievable yeah, anyway, I had, I had an awesome time. It was a lot of fun. Really good fun. I would definitely recommend anyone that has the opportunity to go see something like that. Um, check it out. It was really cool. Uh, what are we, should we talk about games? No, handball. Handball. I played handball on the weekend. Yeah. Physical, uh, physical games. Physical uh, handball. Um, it's called downball in Melbourne, I found out on the weekend, uh, which is dumb. It's fucking hipster, Smith. It's because they've got all the Italians, I guess, down there, and they're trying to de- make sure nobody confuses it with European handball. But it's just fucking, it's, it's yeah, handball. Now you're just confusing everyone else. Right. Uh, so, yeah, playing handball, four square, uh, classic style, ace, I, I. It goes ace, king, queen, dunce, right? Uh, say it again ace, king, queen, dunce. Think so, yeah. Or does it go king, queen, jack, dunce? Did you? I think it's ace. Yeah, it's ace, right? Yeah. Because you wanted to be an ace, the ace position. Yeah. Right. Insane. No, these guys call it down ball, and they insisted on making it king, but then I stayed in fucking ace for. I don't know, like an hour. And so I renamed it to Ace in honor of myself for being the fucking Ace. I don't want to be the king anymore. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, I would legit, like, I hate, I, I'm so bad at throwing a Frisbee that I hate that Frisbee golf is so big, but I can't join like a fucking handball league. I would join a handball league in a fucking flash. That'd be amazing. Hmm. But uh, no such thing exists, so, yeah. Yeah. You, like, try finding an indoor basketball court around here. <laughs> it's, it, that sort of shit is impossible. 
I've looked. Yeah. Like we live in the city, and uh, that stuff is hard. There's there's like outdoor courts everywhere, but usually they don't have nets or any of that stuff. And uh, I don't like playing without nets. It's terrible. What? Why? How's what? What's terrible about it? Because then the ball can't just goes everywhere. Can't hear the swish sound. Yeah, that as well. Yeah. Hmm. Um. All right. Anything else to add to handball? The three days after playing handball, yeah, I couldn't actually stretch my arm all the way out straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was like I pulled a muscle in my arm or something, pulled a tendon or done something, but I couldn't actually stretch it all the way out. And even now, when I do it, it uh, hurts, which is um, I don't know, pretty dumb. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's just I guess. Well, I guess this is growing up. No, no, Exactly. But yeah, anyway, that's all I got. All right. What do we got? Uh, do you want to talk about Dota? Sure. Uh, we watched a lot of Dota. We watched we a lot about of Dota. This last week. Um, the Boston Major was just starting last week, whereas um, this weekend it finished. Well, this last weekend it finished. Exactly. Yes. Um, confusingly put, but yes, uh, it was pretty amazing. Uh, like there were some spectacular fucking games, uh, at the Boston major, like just some world-class play, uh, which I think is pretty awesome. Like it's going to be interesting to see how it goes next, but, uh, Virtus Pro got, were just, they were stomping all over everyone. Like, they are just trouncing their way through the fucking entire tournament. And then they got beat the fuck down by evil geniuses. Hmm. Like, smashed. Which was crazy. Um, and there was another upset, wasn't there? Um, Ad Finum are just crazy exciting to watch. They play such exciting Dota. Uh huh. It's just like a constant fucking brawl with them. They just they're non-stop instigating, uh, doing the best to start team fight after team fight after team fight. And uh, yeah, like I, what surprised me, I think, is how many uh, teams seemed willing hmm. to play their game. Like I, th- I think it surprised me when. Uh, forever young lgd forever young decided to play that style of dota mm-hmm. because it just like it wasn't how they were playing the rest of the tournament and yet af come out and they just start they just start shit and yeah lfy are just like okay cool let's do it let's let's fight the whole time uh and yeah it was just bananas the like they switched um they were no longer like in the second game against lfy mm-hmm. af weren't able to instigate any team fights any initiate any team fights and uh yeah the difference was like significant lfy were able to actually play their own style of dota and they managed to get the victory i think that's like just i don't know fascinating it fascinates me because again in game three I had fine and baited them. It's like some sort of psychological trick that they do. 
where throughout the fucking tournament they just kept baiting teams to play their style of Dota, and then obviously they would beat it, beat them at it. Like, yeah, yeah, and like this is a team as well that I've never heard of. Yeah, (laughs) they were they're a pretty brand new team. Uh, I think they started six months ago when I looked. Uh, I've got a page up now. I can just check. Um. Oh, that was established in 2015. Right. They got a direct invite to the European qualifiers. Not not to, you know, yeah. the major, but to the qualifiers. So, But in terms of premier events... Um, yeah, you haven't seen the them. The stuff that I've watched, I have not seen them playing before. They probably play in a lot of European stuff. Yeah. Um, and, like, qualifier-type uh, matches, because that's where you get a lot of those teams playing in but um yeah they're they're not like a a name that i've seen before and uh the other thing that was surprising me is that like they're a a greek team entirely from greece right yep and i looked at those names and i'm like i don't know any of these people (laughs) usually you get like mixes and matches the same people playing and they, they come in they bring maybe two two other people with them or like there's some new person from fucking southeast asia that's um you know, uh, 8K player that they've brought up and they're only really new to the scene. That's not the case with these guys. I don't know any of them at all. Um, so yeah. that was really interesting to kind of see them come up through the ranks and be this like underdog story. Yeah. Not only that, but like smashing teams that have done really well in the past. And uh, they like were, and- like the smash was on as well. However, there was no fucking chill. They were fucking doing spectacular shit. Like just taking it to teams. But I, I really do think that it was psychology that got them through there. You know, they they just baited the other teams into playing their style of Dota. And they were very fucking good at, at that brawl style of Dota. You know? Which is, in my opinion, fucking awesome. Because I love watching brawls. I don't like watching tower pushes or split pushes. I just find it... Like, just withdrawn split pushes bore the fuck out of me. And I'm so glad that Dota as, as a whole has shifted away from that. But it's still, in some cases, the only viable uh, strategy for some teams, depending on how they're going at any time. And yeah. if they're just, like, actively avoiding fights as much as possible, it can be super fucking boring. Hmm. Um. So I'm just looking now. They started. They, they started the end of 2015. So, yeah, like midway through 2015, uh, and up until this tournament, they'd made a prize earning of thirty one thousand dollars, thirty one thousand US. So keep that right. in mind. And now <laughs> they've a earned year, for a, year. a half mil. <laughs> picked up a half mil because they went all the way to the fucking finals. Yeah, which was also pretty fucking epic. Uh, so, in the finals, so OG um, took on... Um, Evil Geniuses. Evil Geniuses. And it was not even close. They were like 30-minute games. Yeah, I was up for those ones. 30-minute games and they... I don't know. They just didn't even look like they had 30 minutes in them. Um, yeah. just OG just played all over them. I'll tell you what, though. You could see, like, the flashes of brilliance mm-hmm. 
from the many elements of EG, like Arteezy and Crit, like, were able to pull together some shit a couple of times, but they just... It just wasn't there. Like, there just wasn't enough for them to carry the entire thing all the way through. Whereas OG, they just seem to work like a unit the whole fucking time. They always work towards their end goal. And uh, Digital Chaos got uh, stomped by Ad Finum. And once again, they got baited into playing this brawl style of Dota, and Ad Finum just fucking had them. Uh, DC had to, like, wind back and actually slow shit down to try and, like, have a shot. Mm-hmm. And Ad, even then, Ad Finum just didn't give a fuck like they were just able to find them able to pressure them and yeah able to to initiate team fights constantly which was like like i said what i prefer to watch and then og versus ad final which was just like there's not much to say about the grand final other than game <laughs> that that that's uh, second game well third game sorry third, third, third game. game game three game one and two though right hmm both opened with straight up brawl shit. Yeah. Where Ad Finum were tr- chasing this brawl and OG were like, yeah, okay, let's let's do it. It's like in, in UFC when like a master striker walks out and starts like teeing off at the start and the other guy just stands there and starts swinging back. That's what it was like. And in every other every other time that someone's done this against Ad Finum in this tournament against DC against um, LFY, like, they got put to fucking sleep. OG stood there, ate shit, and then tr- just sent it back at them every single time. Almost every single trade OG had in the first game went in OG's favor. It was always, like, a 2-for-1 or a 3-for-2 or, like three for ones shit like that where og were just doing the same thing that ad finum wanted to do the whole time and just coming out ahead every yeah. single fucking time the was t- turning point was like 20 minutes in um i'm looking at a graph now where something happened at 20 minutes and they didn't get any kills from then on uh so it and the score ended up being like 32 to 9 32 to 9 yeah so 20 minutes uh no no more kills. <laughs> it all went to OG. Uh, that was game one, right? Game one, yeah. Ridiculous. So it was. Uh, it wasn't twenty minutes. Um, the last kill for Ad Finum in game one yeah. came at twelve minutes. Twelve minutes, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the game went for forty-three. So there were thirty-one fucking minutes where they were just getting their shit pushed in, mm. uh, and they like fucking everything for them because they kept going they kept trying but they were just they were just fucking routed by og every single thing they tried og seemed to know and have an answer to already which was bananas and game two went similarly um although not exactly the same uh they had a bit more uh luck but the end of that the end of that game was spectacular. Fly was playing on Dazzle 
and was there's a there's a move like rise from the grave or some shit that Dazzle can do where people don't die. Yeah. And he was applying it like a fucking master and like just basically Ad Finum weren't able to get a kill. They would do all the fucking work and then the hero wouldn't die and they'd be just left holding their fucking like what the fuck are they supposed to do then? Like they've they've already thrown everything to to dump this dude out. He doesn't die, and he's still standing there. And there's five fucking OG guys standing in the middle of their base, and none of them have the fucking decency to die. Like goofy. Uh, yeah, there was. Yeah, I think that final fight was. Uh, I'd find him lost seven heroes. One there was one dieback, and. Uh, OG didn't lose a single person. I would have fucking quit Dota. <laughs> I would have quit Dota on the spot. I would have been like, you know what? Fuck it. Just give me... We, we're not going to play the other games. Just give me my half million dollars. I'm going to go play something else. <laughs> go play League. That, yeah, <laughs> fuck you, okay? Fuck you, everyone. That's bullshit. Game three, though. Yeah, that's when they showed... Game three stuff. is one of the best games I've seen, I think, yeah. this year. <laughs> maybe, maybe ever. <laughs> it was fucking goofy uh it just like every time you thought i'd find them were fucking done they were they had some other trick up their sleeve and yeah it was it was bananas like og had first blood in 25 seconds and it seemed like oh fuck it's just gonna be more of the fucking same and yet yeah og just couldn't i don't know i don't know what it was like if if i were og like i'd be all fuck it we got this like we can afford to lose this so let's let's take some risks but like that's just not how they play and yeah they didn't take any risks and how not fucking biting them in the butt some 70 fucking minutes later uh <laughs> yeah when yeah the the fucking ending to that game is just utterly brilliant like yeah. spectacular um but og og were defending against a mega creeps against af and mega creeps and they were mounting their own offensive for 13 fucking minutes Hmm. Uh-huh, that fucking game. Um, and it, and it looked, looked like they were going to win. It looked like they were going to win. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, right at the end. Um, right at the end, they had to, like, kill everyone on AF. Uh, they had to kill Madara twice. Madara. Because he had the fucking... Madara? I don't know how he says. Uh... I don't know. <laughs> oh, sorry, the person's name. I thought you were thinking of the hero. No. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay, I don't remember uh, having a Marana. <laughs> and uh, they had to kill Madara twice, because yeah. he had the fucking Aeg- Aegis. And, uh, yeah, they had to do... Ev- they did it all. Uh, the Ancient was all the way down to fucking 310. Health, yeah. And, uh, yeah, maybe next time managed to sneak his way into the base uh jumped on it and then uh madara teleported with i guess boots of travel um 
and got to secure the final fucking hit. Yeah. To kill the ancient and win. Yeah, so he snuck in. It was their Earthshaker. Um, yep. So AF's team pretty much got wiped out except for, I think, two of the heroes, which was Earthshaker and Luna. Um, and I think Luna bought back. No, Luna bought back, so... And yeah. died. <clears throat> yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, so he used these... He, uh, Earthshaker had a Shadow Blade, uh, which makes you invisible. So then he, like, last man standing type style, just... You could see his thought process thinking about it. <laughs> like, do I have enough damage to do this? Um, yeah, and, like, while you're trying to work that out, it's like, shit, I have to go now, otherwise the Ancient is regaining health. Like, it's the type yeah. of thing where you do this and try it or there's a possibility that you just throw that you maybe throw the game um, but they had to just do something right so he sneaks in while the other team is pushing out all the creeps because they're getting forced in uh so they they don't know he's there and then he uh what he does is use his totem uh which gives him uh like a percentage boost on how much damage he does plus also when you come out of being invisible you also do a percentage like times two i think on top of the damage uh but then you've got to take into account like how much armor the ancient has and whatnot so he hits it and it's like a fraction of the health is still left on it but luckily someone else tp'd in and was able to kind of push that through uh which was such an awesome way to end that game it was it was spectacular Mm. uh it's definitely worth watching yeah if you've got an hour and 10 minutes to to spare um yeah very very exciting game of dota where it's just action the entire time 100 and 100 and something kills right something like that i don't know it was just something stupid um, it was goofy yeah and very close the entire game you, you couldn't yeah. really pick who was winning because every time they went to the the net graph uh it was just it went back to close. zero it zeroed out like three or four yeah, times three or four times um yeah net worth zeroed out xp zeroed out it was fucking yeah brilliant mm. just awesome yeah. um yeah uh and then obviously og won the next next game which they won the next game. yeah a- af would kind of fighting for their life in that last game yeah. that they won. but og uh another major for them that's their third third but the first with this team comp because yeah. obviously miracle left with also og anna Yes, I'm Australian. So an Australian won a major, hmm. which is pretty cool, I guess. I don't know if I just don't know if um, what's his face was on newbie. Uh, um, KP was on newbie when they won their last major. I'm not sure. I think he was. Um, Although obviously KP's done well with newbie. He he he's done like. Um, uh, sorry, what do you call it? International stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he. I, I'm pretty sure KP is our most successful esports player in terms of like net worth. Sure. Um, but this win puts Anna up there because, yeah, uh, yeah, he gets 200k off that that win. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. I, I suppose a large portion of 200k. I'm sure there are parts that go I, I don't Back think to the, the, yeah. yeah but his yeah. his cut is 200,000 yeah um, so yeah that's, that's awesome and you interviewed him the week before I did which is pretty cool mm. um, yeah 
We talked about that already. Yeah. Anyway, Dota was amazing. Do you want yeah. to talk about 7.0? Yeah, so then they they announced uh, 7.0, uh, which was a bit of a surprise because everybody's expecting it to be 6.89. Oh. Um, so 6.8, or sorry, version 6 has kind of been running since uh, original Dota back when Ice Frog kind of took over. And uh, we knew the patch was coming because uh, they, they said it was coming after this, this major, but... Um, them saying it would be seven kind of threw everybody uh, into a spin because we didn't really know what that meant because that's a huge... It sounds like a like massive change. Uh, we finally found out what that is and they did a, a news post the other day and it's fucking crazy. Like, the, the stuff they're changing in there just completely unbalances everything, <laughs> which is, I think, super interesting because they... We've talked about it in the past where they've gotten to a point in Dota where... Uh, you know, we had the international go past and a hundred and something heroes were picked like the most ever in, uh, in tournaments. And, um, you know, they were feeling pretty happy about where the game was at. Mm. And in order to kind of, you know, rejuvenate things and try and make, make it a bit crazy again, I think this is an awesome idea of just fucking going through and just wrecking it. Uh, and then spending the next however long trying to fix it or trying to see what teams can do and what they can do with all this stuff. Um, yeah. It's super, super interesting. So uh, 7.0, what they're doing is they've introduced uh, their first new hero into the game that is not from the original Dota, uh, Monkey King, um, who I've played a little bit of that last night in practice and he'll definitely get nerfed. He seems pretty fucking crazy at the moment. It could be that people don't know how to play him, but just from the stuff I was doing in practice yeah um, there's some really interesting combinations in there he seems like a kind of jump in and do a fuckload of damage really quickly kind of hero yeah um, like burst damage type stuff so yeah I'm curious to see what they kind of do with him I think they'll nerf him down a little bit anyway uh, they updated the HUD they made it a bit more cleaner um, kind of I guess in line with how the rest of the the Dota 2 game looks at the moment because they ported it over to the new Steam engine uh, earlier on uh, last year, I think it was. And the actual in-game stuff was still very much looking like the old the old version of the game. So they've kind of brought that up, up to date, redone all that, made it a bit cleaner. It's got a lot of work to do in it still. Um, there's definitely a lot of problems in there. Stuff like... Uh, notifications being in the wrong spot or not not very good spots uh health bar i think is in a bad spot at the moment needs to be up higher um the icons are a bit small uh maps a bit bit too small but i did see they try to push out a patch today to address some of that stuff but um there's still a few more things in there i think needs needs a bit of work because yeah um just a couple things in there aren't, aren't quite right but yeah awesome progress on that it gives you kind of a bit more room to look at things not not stacks but maybe i don't know 10 percent more screen five percent more screen which is cool um and then also some like little quality of life stuff as well that they've added into that hud to kind of bring it up to speed uh with like some of the ways the heroes work they have unique thing like abilities and whatnot the hud kind of integrates that stuff now which is cool uh what else they got in there um kind of balance changes they've gone in and and done more balancing work but also introduced talents which is the big big new change which kind of fucks up everybody Um, so they've taken pretty much heroes of the storm um the talent system from that so in heroes what you do is 
you get uh, every level you get a decision to make of whether or not like you want to put a point in a certain ability um, or some sort of stat and that kind of determines your hero build because in that game there aren't any items there, there's only um, this talent system so they've taken uh, sort of that concept and put it into Dota but and by removing this, the stats that you used to level up in so in Dota you would go from one to 25 and every couple of levels you wouldn't get um you would have to put a a point into either one of your abilities or into a stat ability which would just boost your general like uh, agility strength or intelligence uh so they've gotten rid of that part you're no longer boosting putting a point into that you're putting it into this talent system where it might give you uh every couple of levels uh choice at two options and you gotta kind of pick what you want to go with so it's like more variance on hero builds now uh, and it allow them to tinker a bit more around with them and some of them are fucking crazy once you start getting to like level 25 and I think that's the kind of change up the end game stuff like the the and also to speed up the game a little bit I think a lot of these changes are to, to make it a bit quicker um, and they've been trying to do that the last couple of years it's not often we see hour and 20 minute games um, yeah couple years ago that was the norm yeah (laughs) especially when you had like chinese dota where they Mm -hmm. would just sit there and farm and farm for 60 minutes until uh you know it would just get to that point and then they go in and fight Uh, and that shit was kind of boring and they found ways of speeding that up and this this just seems like another way of speeding that up and throwing more unpredictability into the game towards the end there um by also having some of those abilities scale as well because once you get to certain points, some some abilities just don't work very well on some heroes because uh, their scale is kind of gone. But this kind of brings them back into it, which is really smart. Uh, so I think people were kind of mixed about it, especially people from outside the community, not really understanding, saying that, oh, they've made it more casual because it's they borrowed the Heroes of the Storm system. But it actually is completely opposite. It makes it... Um, it makes it a harder game because there's yet another layer on top of that that you need to learn. Uh, so it seemed like people outside the community thought that they were dumbing it down, but when in fact they're not, they're making the game harder. So I don't know if you got that vibe at all or if to you it kind of seemed like they were doing just something fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like my interpretation wasn't anything like that at all. It was, uh, as far as I could tell, like everything I know about Toda... Uh, they were as close to balance as they had ever been. Hmm. And then they appear to... Like, just even a cursory glance, I could tell they literally just thrown it all away for reasons I couldn't understand. Um, I guess, you know, like, I, I think I understand the, the idea with the talents thing because it makes it a bit easier. Like, I, like just... It makes it easier for uh, casual viewers or casual players to sort of understand what they're coming up against. Like, it's probably a little bit easier to know, to just sort of vaguely remember talents mm-hmm. as opposed to remember which uh, stat builds people are probably going into. Or, you know, I was, I was reading about some of the more odd uh, stat-focused builds that yeah. some heroes have, and yeah, like to that to that extent, I think talents makes a lot of sense. But uh, 
yeah, otherwise, like, I don't know, man. I, I, I think they're really close to being balanced and I just don't understand it. <laughs> it's just I, a bit st- I strong, man. He just, he crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they also changed the map, which is pretty crazy. So they put in like extra two jungles, um, put in more, more uh, uh, enemies to kind of farm in there, I guess you call them. Uh, what else did they do? They... Um, so they remodeled a couple of the uglier heroes. Um, yep. They something which I think is really interesting. They put in a, um, a, a API for the bot system. And that's uh, kind of yeah. a feature that the community has been asking for for a while. Is you guys like so saying that you guys should hold a uh, community like bot challenge where people can make their own bots and and uh, you know and then people can use that. And this is kind of their answer to that, which I think is really cool because the way the bots work. Um, I guess Valve don't really want to spend too much time on that sort of stuff. So this allows really hardcore programmers and developers to jump in there and make their own bots and mess around with them and other people download them. And I think that's a really, really cool idea. Um, but yeah, a lot of huge changes coming to that game and they're out now. So uh, anybody can go check that out. Seems like it's rejuvenated the community as well. A lot of people that haven't played in a while have jumped in to have a look and see what's going on. And I'm sure it's just ridiculously crazy playing at the moment uh, with nobody knowing what the fuck is going on, which is awesome. I think that's good. <laughs> there was a uh, pro match like three hours after the patch was dropped, so that would have been really interesting to watch. <laughs> yes, it would have. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I think it's I think it's a good change. I, I think it's it definitely needed a shake-up. Uh, I do like them going in and and doing like big patches where they where they kind of just look at who's not being used and try and uh, buff them up a bit and and the guys that are being picked all the time let's try and all that but this this just goes in and just fucks everything up completely and nobody really knows what to do at the moment uh, I think that's super interesting <laughs> and fun should be fun to watch kind of where the next uh, big competitions kind of go and what 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 the you know, big moves are people start going towards like, what's the new meta? That'll be, um, that'll be interesting. Cause this last meta was like, there is no meta because the game is fucking <laughs> so pristine. I think they got sick of hearing that, right? Maybe for a year being mm-hmm. like, there is no meta. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's cool. Anyway, that's Dota. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Battlefield one. Battlefield One new pat, uh, new map dropped. Played it a bit today. The giant Shadow. The Giant Shadow new patch dropped. Uh, some nerfs and stuff around the place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. New new fucking new map. I hate. I hate the new map. Nice. Which is a bummer. Is it um, it's not a snow map. It's not a snow map, and uh, it's it's another one of these straight line maps. Uh, so the best, like I I don't think I don't I don't know how this is. Difficult to fucking work out, but the best fucking maps, mm-hmm. right, do not take place in a straight fucking line from A to B to C to D to E to F, right? The best maps are sort of... Circles. Circles. And, yeah, uh, you've got A and B's up top and C's down the bottom. And, yeah, what you want, like, it's... 
I mean, I guess we're just talking about lanes, right? Like, you you want to create lanes. In uh, The Giant Shadow, uh, D and C, I think it's D and C, yeah, D and C, are actually split uh, across the map, across the east-west axis of the, axis of the map. Um, but the uh, they're so fucking close to one another that they, they may as well not be. They may as well be on top of one another. They may as well be in a straight line with A, B, E and F and as a result yeah it's just like utterly pointless uh, also F is way too far away uh, which creates a significant like F is far enough away that it's sort of like um, I think it's G on Sinai Desert which is out in the middle of fucking nowhere mm-hmm. F is like that except it's the first point one team will cap which creates a real like disadvantage for the team that is on the other side. I mean, I guess the disadvantage is on the team closest to F at the start because they've got longer to go to get to C and D, which if you control C and D and the points behind you, you win the fucking map. But if you just if you just send like if you're on the F side and you just rush C and D, then like you're going to cause enough headaches for their other team to slow uh, that cap and your team should be able to contest it by the time they arrive after capping F and E, which means, yeah, like, it's just fucking dumb to me. Like, how the fuck did they screw this up? How the fuck did they make a slightly larger fucking Suez? But they did, and it's just goofy. Um, The, like, I like, theme-wise, I like it. It's got a really cool river running through it and the train line sort of like wraps throughout it, snakes its way through it. And uh, the blimp in the middle that's crashed over where C and D are um, provides some interesting situations. But again, there's some weird shit going on. Like you can shoot through the fucking blimp. It doesn't uh, it doesn't actually provide any protection because mm. I guess it's made of blimp. But if you can't, like, if you, it just, it makes snipers who are prone extremely fucking powerful because all they have to do is see feet. If they can see feet, they just aim up and shoot through the fucking blimp. And you can't see shit. You can't, you could not see that sniper. You can't see their glint or anything like that. It's fucking dumb as balls. I cannot believe, like, at least make them shoot for the fucking feet. If you're going to do that, if you're going to give snipers that much opportunity, uh, huge long sight lines all over the fucking place in this map, which means it's already a snipers fucking paradise. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I hate it. I hate that map. Uh, the nurse and sorry, the balance changes they made are actually pretty good. Mostly pretty good. Uh, they've made some changes to the land ship to buff it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually didn't think it needed buffing, to be honest. You just needed coordination. Uh, but apparently people weren't able to fucking do it. Whatever. Um, I went on a fucking tear. Uh, as a, I've got the tank hunter kit on the, um, on the land ship. And it's a beast now. I could probably, I could probably win against a light tank without a, a gunner. Yeah. And with a gunner, there's no fucking way a light tank beats me. Um, 
with a gunner, there's no way any tank beats me, pretty much, if I'm a tank hunter. And another tank hunter might be able to beat me, but yeah. Uh, players can now spawn directly into the the land ship, which is good. They weren't able to do it unless they're in your squad before. Hmm. Uh, they've nerfed shotguns, but not heaps. Like, they've nerfed them a bit, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. We're talking... We've reduced the one-hit kill range on the Model 10A Hunter from 15 meters to 14 meters. Like, it's a barely noticeable fucking difference, uh, which means they're still gross on Argon or Shotgun Forest, as we call it. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um... It's mostly a good patch. The map is terrible. Um, they could have nerfed shotguns more, in my opinion, but, uh, yeah, otherwise it's, it's mostly a good patch. Uh, and I like where it's heading, but if other maps do shit, like, if other maps use the same design philosophies as Giant Shadow, uh, I wouldn't fucking pay for them. You'd be fucking nuts to pay for them. Also... Uh, I think you talked about this the other week, but fuck me. Uh, if you don't have premium or didn't pre-order, pre-order to the game, mm-hmm. you don't get access to Giant Shadow yep. uh, for a week. And it's already split the community in half. Yeah. Like, I'm happy to not play Giant Shadow. Uh, but yeah. yeah, half of everyone's playing fucking Giant Shadow. And half of everyone's in the normal playlist. And so, yeah, that's all they've done. Yeah, I I didn't actually talk about this last week, but you would have seen me raging on Twitter. And I think we talked about it in person. Oh, that's right. We went on, uh, we were (laughs) were drinking over the weekend. Were we? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, Friday. Yeah, and that's when I was raging about it. Because, yeah, what? so they've released this new new map pack or map and it comes out December 20th. But if you have the Battlefield Premium content, which is like, uh, you have to pay for that. It's something stupid. You get it a week before. But what that does is it splits the community, right? Because um, there's different playlists now for people that have premium. Yeah. And that's fucked. So I was on I was on Twitter raging about that because I thought it was stupid. And I can't believe that they didn't like see this coming or they did see it coming, but they just don't give a fuck. It's just so dumb. Yep. Yeah, and I'm not going to buy premium. They can get fucked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I would wait, I guess. If I wouldn't buy premium yet, I would wait and see what the first map pack's like. Because, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to buy uh, maps if they were, were going to be like Gi- Giant Shadow. I would be very fucking upset. Hmm. But, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's all I got. Cool. Final Fantasy Fifteen. Uh, I talked about this last week. I was very early on in. I think ten hours, something like that. I played another couple of hours. Um, the one thing I was really confused about was, remember, I was talking about why they put us in a desert for, and it was kind of barren, and I thought mm. that was a bit weird. I think I found out the answer to that. Um, I'm now in a, the next like kind of area or environmental place that kind of throws you in and it's very much uh like a forest or or a wild you know uh 
you know, lush area, lots of trees, yep. tall trees, rocks. Uh, really, really pretty. Uh, but you can't fucking do any combat because the camera is balls. <laughs> and, right. like, the camera just gets stuck behind everything. Trees, plants, rocks. You can't, you just can't see anything. I tried a couple of different solutions to try and make it a bit better. Um, which was, you can change the distance of where the camera is. But uh, the default, I think, is on medium. And there's a close one, and then there's also a far one. So I put it on far. Far was too far. I couldn't really see what was going on. <laughs> like to, because the game is so fast paced, and you've got to you got to jump in and you know um, try and get out of the way of enemies and jump in and hit them and work with your other your other team members to do damage. Uh, you kind of need to know what's going on in that that action. Uh, there's. So I put that back onto the medium because it's like, fuck that. There's got to be a better thing I can do. Uh, the next step I found was changing the time system of the uh, battle mechanic down to active. Sorry, wait. The default is active where it's just real time. Everything's just running real time. You've got to make your decisions on the fly. Whereas the wait system, uh, whenever you stop moving, the game pauses and you can look around and make your decisions that way. Oh, yeah. And uh, that system also enables you to use some special abilities as well that aren't normally in that other uh, active battle mode. Um, and there's also stuff in the talent tree that you can spec towards that will enable stuff in that mode as well. So right. it's really interesting. Uh, but I found that a lot easier to navigate this particular area because I could stop moving, it would pause the game, and then I could swing the camera around and be able to see what the fuck is going on around me and then kind of plan what I was going to do next without having to battle with the camera and try and get a good angle of what's going on. Because I've got 20 guys attacking me, it's, uh, you know, I'm not dying all the time trying to fight with the camera system. So that kind of made my experience a bit, bit, bit better because uh, I think I got pretty close to dying like three times, four times. And I put the game down at that stage. I was like, this is fucked. Something's, what the fuck is wrong with it? And I looked up to see if there was a way to fix it. And it looked like a complaint a lot of people were having with it. But no one really had any good suggestions for it. Uh, so that's when I thought I'll go into the, I'll just try a few things in the, the wait battle mode. See if that makes it a bit better. Um, so I think, yeah, that camera, they need to do something about it. It's shit in certain situations. It was perfectly fine during the desert scene where there's really not much happening but as soon as you get into that an area where there's a lot more stuff happening on the screen it does become quite annoying hmm. um, which kind of sucks but otherwise I'm still having fun with it doing the quests and that sort of stuff um, really cool um, but yeah just the fighting with the camera was a bit annoying and the, the, the other point is like the traveling around and uh, I think I complained about this last week but I don't understand the the driving mechanic necessarily. Like, there's just nothing to it. It's pretty much just on a track. You're either going one way or another. Yep. It doesn't really add anything to the game at the moment. Maybe something happens later on, but I'm 15, 20 hours in, and all it is is just a way to get from point A to point B during the daytime. Because uh, at nighttime, what happens is more deadly creatures come out during the night, and you'll probably run into like i have in many situations where there's a level 30 creature 
and he's got two buddies with him that are like level 15 uh and this dude is like 20 foot tall 30 foot tall and i'm a level 12 hero so i'm gonna get one shot by him so i have to leave my car there because when they see these enemies they get out of their car straight away and they're like all right we got a battle um and at that stage you're like well i'm not gonna win this fucking fight so i'm just gonna Mm. run so you can have an option to tow your car back to like a main city and then um yeah you'll fast forward back to daytime the only stuff I've seen in nighttime is where you go out hunting for some of these monsters and some of them are only available during the nighttime. But otherwise, other than that, I can't see any other gameplay mechanics that tie into the day-night cycle with the driving. It just seems like an annoying fucking system. Um, so I'm not sure if other people have kind of experienced that. Or I haven't really read any reviews, but that's kind of the one gameplay thing that I'm just like, I don't understand why this is in here uh, yet like nothing has really stood out to me as uh like a good good motive of putting this in there it seems really weird uh but yeah i don't know i still i still dig it there's some stuff in there that i really like about it um but it still does feel very old in some areas with stuff like the camera stuff and um and yeah that sort of thing so i don't know don't know how i feel about it right now it seems like it's quite a long game. I saw some people posting pictures today and it could be like a 50 hour game. And I don't know if I've got 50 hours right now to, to put into it. I guess I'm like halfway, but, uh, we'll see. I've been kind of doing all the side shit as well. So yeah, maybe it's more than 50 hours. <laughs> it's kind of hard to figure that out at the moment. Cause it looks like I've not been to many places if I'm kind of only at the second real area. Um, Yeah. We'll see. True. We'll see. Uh, what else we got? Want to talk about another game that feels very fucking old? Last Guardian? The Last Guardian. Hmm. I have problems with this game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, di- I'm disappointed. Look, I think, I think there is... No, I think I could love this game. Because it's, it's this really... Alright, so... If you don't know about The Last Guardian, uh, it's by the guy who made uh, Ico and uh, Shadow of the Colossus. And um, you play this little boy and he's got a big, I don't know, bird cat puppy as a friend. And uh, you, I don't know, you basically solve puzzles with him. Uh, with him on, at, like, at your side and yeah so i i could i see myself being capable of really liking this game but there are some things that hold me back from it so uh there's you and there's trico turico and uh trico doesn't necessarily follow your instructions he sort of he will but at his own pace Hmm or sort of in his own time or maybe it's not at all sometimes uh, if you don't like incentivize him and uh to like in that way i think i think it's fascinating it's a fascinating game um it sort of makes him feel like a proper companion like your actual like sidekick giant dog sidekick Mm -hmm. more than just like something you control if you could if you had 
perfect control over him, I feel like it wouldn't be the game that it is. It would be some sort of, I don't know, like I had an argument with uh, Mark Serrells about whether or not you needed to be able to, like you needed control. You need control to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was saying that he thinks that uh, imperfect controls add a flavor of uniqueness uh, to a game. And I think in the case of Trico, uh, that is correct. But there is another problem with um, Last Guardian, and that's that the little boy is shithouse to control. Uh, there's some sort of input lag, um, first of all. Uh, and, yeah, like, just... I don't know. I don't like the control scheme very much, but that's okay. Uh, the input lag and the inexactness of his movements results in not necessarily uh, unearned deaths, but more just time wasted for no reason. And I don't think you can create a game that has inexact controls for your companion and for the main character i i don't think you should have like unless you're specifically doing like um an octodad sort of thing or a co-op or some sort of game where you're drunk Hmm. where the concept of control being inexact is innate to the actual experience I don't think you can have inexact controls, and especially not in a platformer. And that's the case with The Last Guardian, is that the little boy is inexact in his controls. And I think it's all, like, the real problem is that it's immediately, uh, it can be immediately measured against the inexact controls of Trico, which means that, like, you can see, you can see how inexact controls can be used to further the concept of a game a la Octodad. Like, you don't you don't have to go look at Octodad and see a game with deliberately inexact controls to go, right, see, here, inexact con- bad controls make sense because that's the theme of the fucking game, whereas in The Last Guardian, it doesn't make sense. You can do that, you can make that comparison directly in The Last Guardian by looking at trico who you like fucking have to coax to go places compared to yourself where when you press the thumbstick you're coaxing him to go places it just shouldn't happen that way um also i i don't know i don't think it was I, i don't think you could ever live up to the expectations i don't want to say hype because i wasn't actually hyped for this game but I did have expectations because I loved Shadow of the Colossus and I had, uh, and like to me, it created a sense of wonder in me. And there is a degree of that in The Last Guardian, but not to the extent of, not to the extent of Shadow of the Colossus and not even to the extent of like the Dark Souls games. And I feel like, architecturally it's very similar to dark souls um it it sort of reminds me of a lot of areas from the dark Souls series and so I, I guess i'm not feeling i don't get that feeling either like the first time you come across a colossus 
in Shadow of the Colossus is a it's an awe inspiring moment. It's one of the, like it it actually it like inspired me to think about the nature of scale in video games. And I'm not talking about scaling a fucking Colossus, although that is a large part of the game. I'm, I'm talking about like the nature of size and how size can can and should be like fucked with more in video games and often like that's one of the more captivating elements of a game to me is is when it actually fucks with size a little bit you know and you're made to sort of contemplate your own size compared to the rest of everything like i guess 100 foot robot golf or the reverse would be uh one of the few things I liked about that fucking um, Xenogears Chronicles X was the giant monsters out in the world were truly massive and sort of imposing. And, yeah, like that sort of thing. That, that Shadow of the Colossus had an impact on me, and I haven't really felt an impact on The Last Guardian at this point. And instead, all I'm feeling is annoyance at how the little boy controls. And I don't feel like I'll ever actually find myself in a situation where I'm accommodated to the way he's, he controls because it's a combination of problems. It's input lag and inexactness and uh, a control scheme I don't really agree with. So it's it's not like I personally, like personally, I think control schemes, you shouldn't have to think about how to do things in a game unless you're thinking about how to solve a puzzle. And if the controls are a puzzle, then and and that's not a critical element of the game. Again, like Octodad, then I think it's a failure in design, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that is playing pretty heavily in The Last Guardian. I don't know. That's what I got. Yeah. Yep. I I'd seen some videos. And I don't know. Looks looks terrible. <laughs> it's, it's I I wouldn't say it's terrible. Uh, it's just not that great. Yeah, it seems like too much of a battle to try and get him to do shit. Uh, it's it. I don't think it is that much of. I. You talking about the donkey video? Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious video, but I think he handed off a little bit. Uh, so I didn't have that much trouble. Um. But yeah, it's yeah. He hands it up a little bit. It is complicated sometimes, but I think it adds a lot to the the charm of the game. To be honest, um, because yeah, it is sort of like a cat. It's your big giant cat, and you need that giant cat to do some things sometimes, and it can be complicated. Anyway, that's what I got. Cool. You'll say so you would you recommend it or no, no. Fair enough. Don't buy it. Don't do it. Uh, wait till it goes on sale or something. I don't know. Or are they fix it. They might fix it. Yeah, might fix it. Listen. I played it with patch one point oh two though, so I don't know. Hmm. Uh, I played a little bit of Hitman. Not too much. I did the uh, the training mission. Right. It's annoying that you have to do that again when you buy the full thing, huh? Um, well, I've only played it once, so I don't know. Right. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so there's like 
a training mission it throws you into I think it was the it's like a boat yep yeah um, the yachts the yachts yeah and it's like you need to go kill this guy and it pretty much hand holds you to, to what you have to go and do uh, and then you finish that and it's like alright now here do it again but this time you can like do it a different way um, and it gives you a bunch of challenges and and uh like scenarios you're trying to accomplish in in um this particular mission so yeah i went through and did all those uh all those two and then kind of killed him by um what did i do i disguised myself as the guy he was meeting it with oh yeah and then as he was typing into the computer i snapped his neck and um and hit him into like his bedroom in one of the closets uh and then walked out the front fucking door like a talented motherfucker nice. um, but yeah that that that's all i really played of it i i don't know uh what else there is in there in terms of, like the actual proper missions but it runs really nice i'll say that it seems to be um running at ultra i think for my on my pc with the settings all maxed out and I think I'm getting like 90, 100 frames per second according to the benchmark. So that's pretty cool. Runs super awesome. Uh, and I like the challenge stuff that's in there. Like all, all the different ways to get through the missions and um, like giving you a sense of there's more than one way, like one way to go in and do this. I really didn't have that feeling with the other games. I kind of just well, sorry, not the other games, but the last game I played, which is, um, was that Contracts, I think it was called? I'm not sure. Uh, no. What was the last game called? Absolution. Ha- Absolution, was it? Yes. Okay. Contracts was like two ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, so with, well, even with both of those, I didn't like feel the, having to go back and replay missions and, and, figure out like a different way to go in and do this stuff uh it just seemed quite obvious to me what i needed to do and um like more action orientated to me whereas this seems more like a stealth like go into this area and see what you can do within the environment and come up with as a uh, as an assassin um so i like that stuff a, a bit better it seems like there's more um less restrictions on what you can do yeah so hmm. that's cool so I'll get to it a bit later on I just uh, haven't had the time mainly because of the Dota stuff because that was a big chunk of my weekend um, yeah and I've been busy other, every other day but I did play a bit of Dead by Daylight as well the new patch dropped with um, I played some yeah so did you hmm. um New patch dropped with a new survivor and a new uh, killer. I think we talked about it last week, like we speculating on how this stuff kind of would work. Yep. Uh, it doesn't work the, the way we speculated it would at the moment. Maybe that'll change a bit later on. Uh, I haven't played any more than what we played on Friday night together. I don't know if you jumped in there a bit more and had to go by yourself or... No. No. Um, so I think I've only played it like three times as a killer. And so that's the hag. Her basic con- concept is she marks the ground with a, a trap 
and up, I think it's up to 10 traps she can place around the environment. Yep. And if she's in with heartbeat radius of uh, somebody triggering the trap, then she can teleport to that trap and then start chasing the survivor. Um, the only problem is that when the trap triggers, the the uh, it brings up this like copy of the the hag and it tries to scare them and it does like this animation uh and if you teleport while that animation is happening you become like it's kind of like a stun so you get uh you've got to wait for that animation to finish before you can start moving again and i don't think i quite agree with that at the moment um, yeah because it she's a bit slower compared to some of the other killers she's not the slowest but she is quite slow and it's very hard for you to to get from a um a, you know a good advantage point especially when you that trap is triggered uh quite quickly and then you can get there straight away it just feels like you're at a disadvantage uh, as soon as you teleport to that location because you can't uh you can't really catch up Reacts. to your person yeah because you're just kind of standing there watching and they're slowly getting away you can definitely catch up to that person, but um, it doesn't feel like it's worth it in some situations. Uh, and I, I really don't know how you balance that because there's obviously problems with the way that character works. You know, uh, it, you could put that, those traps in front of um, hooks and if there's a survivor on that hook and you can instantly teleport back when you know somebody's there, mm. that's a huge problem because... Uh, it allows you to stop uh, stop that person from being unhooked. Yeah, and yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what they do to kind of balance that and make it fun for both sides of it. Um, maybe it's only because I've only played three matches of it and I haven't used any add-ons and that sort of stuff. But playing at well, like we were playing up against rank one uh, survivors. Yeah, and uh, in saying that, we were getting kills. It's not like we weren't, but it just felt like she was. I wasn't having fun with her. Yeah, you di- well, like you didn't feel more powerful. Yeah, you'd feel more powerful if you had a chainsaw and you were like tearing across the map, or if you were playing as Michael Myers and camping just behind someone, shit like that. Like as the hag, you sort of you feel like you're at you're the one at dis- the disadvantage. Yeah, and that's not how the game is supposed to work. And I understand that there are like some. I've been. I've watched a couple of really good hag players just wipe out a team yeah. of survivors. But yeah, it's like it's not really this. I felt like there was still an element of luck there. Um, and yeah, she doesn't. I don't know. I like the idea. I like the idea of sort of hurting survivors using these traps, but mm. it's not like. Yeah, you don't, like, slow them down or anything when they run through a trap that you don't choose to activate or anything. So it's not like there's any downside for them to not just continue on their merry way if a trap gets triggered. Well, there are add-ons for that sort of stuff, though. Right. And that's where I'm not sure. Maybe add-ons are very important for her. Um, Because I did play as Survivor once, just kind of get a feel for it and see how that would be because I think she'd be scary as fuck playing against because uh, that like apparition that jumps out from the ground when, when you trigger a trap mm. just goes right in your face yeah. and um, I 
did have uh, a game against one where they had a, I think it was an add-on where it, it stuns you or something or it makes you turn around or, or something weird. Something happened really strange and I, I'm not sure what happened. That's another thing that is not really cool, I guess, because I, I really don't know what happened. But it, either I was stunned or spun around or something um, when I triggered the trap and that was kind of, uh, yeah, scared the fuck out of me because I was not expecting it. So, and I guess that's kind of what you want, right? It's supposed to be a scary game. It's supposed to be a horror game. And, and like having jump scares in there, I know they're cheap, but um, it's it's definitely a better direction the game should be going in. I think adding Michael Myers into the game was the first real sense of uh, 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 recently where I've had been like, holy fuck, this is much more tense than playing against those other um, killers because I really don't know where he is and he could be anywhere at any moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the buff to the wraith, which they did finally by having yep. him start cloaked, um, which I was waiting for that to come. That's finally in there now. And I think that's also a really good change because that brings him up to a level of being scary as well because you really don't know where that killer could be at any moment of time. Mm. Um, yeah, because with like the nurse, she's not scary because you know she's coming. You can hear yeah. her coming. Uh, mm. Same with the hillbilly. You can hear him coming. The trapper. Uh, unless if you don't see traps and you run into one, then that could be fucking scary as shit. But otherwise, you know, if you can see them on the ground, then you know he's around. Um, the rest of them, they get, they're at that stage where you really don't know what you're up against. And I think that's really cool. Uh, hopefully we should see the next week or so, maybe some, once they get some more data um, on how this actual killer is performing, maybe she is pretty good and we just were drinking too much and playing against rank one killers with uh, sorry rank one survivors with uh, no perks and, and like nothing enabled so maybe that's why we weren't having fun um, but also I think the totem system they've introduced is really interesting we, we finally figured out what, what that is now so her uh, perks are based around hexes and they put these items throughout the throughout the map called totems that uh, the survivors can go and destroy Mm. and her abilities are tied or can be tied to those totems and as long as those totems are up and standing it allows her to use that stuff and some of them are fucking insane um just like one of them is every time a survivor is repairing a generator and they get a skill check if they do a um like if they do a great then it doesn't progress it whereas if they do a sorry if they do a good our skill check then it doesn't progress the, the generator repair speed at all but if they do a, a great one then it regresses it like five percent so with that if they don't know that totem is up they're basically going backwards on repairing generators yeah um, and then also if they're getting skill checks once they figure out what the fuck is going on um yeah you don't want to get those uh those great skill checks you just want to stay on good mm-hmm. so yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It's cool that they're throwing more objectives into the game as well, rather than just having generators in there and, um, you know, just having survivors bang out generators really quickly. And I know they've tried to play with stuff in the game, in the test uh, the test build of how we can slow the game down a bit. There was, there was one mechanic in there they were having where killers could uh, regress generators by standing next to them and uh, clicking on them or, or like and interacting with them. Um, so that was interesting. It obviously is something they're still working on or they're not happy with. 
Uh, but yeah, it's some cool stuff they're thinking of at least and trying. They're not just they're not just uh, you know sitting there doing nothing. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I got to play it a bit more to see what I think of her. I'm not sure. Yeah, she's still pretty expensive, man. I reckon six bucks. Yeah, for her and Ace. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and I did play the new map. I don't know what the fuck is going on that map. I didn't know where I was going, so it's kind of hard to tell at the moment. Seems like really interesting for hiding spots for survivors. A lot of tall grass and stuff, but um, as a killer, I got just destroyed because I just did not not know where I was going. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm sure I'll be playing a lot of that in the next couple of weeks, where people won't have to hear about it anymore for a while. True. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it for games, right? Yes. Yeah. That is it. Should we talk about news? Let's talk about news. We've talked about that. We already talked about that first one. Well done, us. Oh, we talked about the second one. That's really good of us. Second one. Uh, We're on a roll here. Third one we didn't talk about. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare sales were down 50% for YOY. What's that mean? Year on year. Year on year. So compared to last year. Yeah. Where are you getting these stats from? Statsman? Uh, I think I made them up. Statsman Jobo? Statsman Jobo made them up. No, um, I think it was in the uh, earnings call. For Activision? For Activision. Um, let me see if I can find them exactly. Uh, that's not it. Fuck, I had them just before, and I must have closed the fucking page. What a moron. Moron. Um, yeah, so... Um, sales compared to Black Ops 3, sales of um, of Infinite Warfare compared to Black Ops 3 for the month of November were down 50%, and Activision Blizzard shares were down 20%. Um, and uh, there are a lot of concerns over the poor launch of Infinite Warfare. Um, it actually sold 17% under uh, Activision's projections so even like they were expecting it to be down hmm. uh but it was down even more than they they thought it would be um yeah it's i don't know it's not good for the series uh the series isn't looking good i mean to say um it's i don't know i'm more, like i didn't think it was a very good game so it makes sense to me that and I guess one of the biggest websites in the world did post an extremely long review explaining why it wasn't great. So, so yeah. is, are you saying it's your fault? Uh, I <laughs> am not saying that explicitly, but um, I might have contributed. I don't know. Uh, contributed, rather. Um, my review was pretty good, so I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really care, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. It's uh, getting, it's not doing well. Uh, you could tell it wasn't doing well on PC at the very least. It, I think it's harder to get a game of Call of Duty multiplayer on PC than it is to get a Titanfall 2 game. Um, although that might have actually, I'm pretty sure that's actually seeing a, a big resurgence thanks to a bit of word of mouth recently. Hmm. Uh, what else have we got? Turtle Rock GM says they're working on a new dark fantasy based game. Uh, a dark fantasy based co-op shooter. 
to be more exact. Uh, Steve Goldstein um, was talking about the the new game that they're working on, and uh, yeah, they're um, I don't know. Co-op co-op just seems to be in their DNA, you know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they. I don't know. I really liked Left 4 Dead a lot. Um, I think Evolve had some really good ideas, but once I found out. I've talked about this, like how small that map was. Um, and it wasn't really the game that I had in my mind, like picturing it when you guys described it to me. Right. Um, like it seemed like a really cool concept, but I don't think they executed it very well. So, yeah. So okay, hopefully they can do something better. Yeah. Sci-fi though. Oh, sorry. Fantasy. Dark fantasy. What we can say, says Steve is that we are definitely going back to our moment-to-moment gameplay roots with a huge emphasized focus on co-op first-person shooters. There will be plenty of baddies to shoot up, but it is not a zombie game or anything post-apocalyptic. What we can say right now is there's a strong dark fantasy element to it. That was in an interview with gamesindustry.biz. Um, I would... I'd, I'd give it a shot. I, you know, I think they earned uh, another chance with their continued support of Evolve despite its tanking. But more importantly, with, you know, Left 4 Dead as a series, I think they earned a couple of shots, a couple of chances, to be honest. Uh, and I want to see what they can put together. Um, but, yeah, I think they're going to go with publishing via Perfect World, which probably means free-to-play. And, yeah, there's no real release date or anything. But, I don't know, I'm excited. Yeah, as long as I don't botch it up and do like a pay to win thing, yeah. just do cosmetics. Like it's not fucking hard. Do that, True. and people will hopefully play your game. Don't make sure. it pay to win. Yeah. All right. Was that it? Yes. That's it. That's news. Was there any um, emails? Quite uh, Discord question. There's a question on Discord, and I'll check email. Sure. Um, it's a big one fucking hell Jesus Christ uh, okay yeah we'll just check the email real quick come on uh, nothing alright question from engine hello this is a question I've had for some time being the best podcast I intake orally why do you not make money out of it? Why cannot I get a great deal on Shari's berries, for example? Is this due to the gaps ethics? I like to. I like the fact that one of my favorite podcasts does not shovel shit down my throat, but at the same time, I would not mind because it's not like I've ever bought around. So, why do you not take advantage of us? Good question, Engine Luke. Answer. Uh snappy answer <laughs> I don't know why what would we do we've talked uh, about it in the past we are uh, but we're just lazy fucks right we are lazy fucks that is the main problem uh, but yes uh, we probably do it but I don't know at the same time uh, I don't think we have th- that sort of Harmontown style uh, ability to get away with completely shitting on whoever the fuck we're supposed to be promoting so uh probably be short-lived promotionally uh right yeah we've thought about doing like patreon stuff 
Yeah. Uh, and then maybe turning that into so doing something with that. But yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't know if I have the time <laughs> to like, I, I've even tried to consistently do some streaming the last couple, two weeks. I've done yeah. that once. So, nice. Because I've just been so no, busy. consistent. Uh, like every night of the last two weeks, I've just had shit on. True. Like drinking. That's yeah. you know, tough. A lot tough of schedule. drinking. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should think about that during our break again. I think the last time we thought about this was last Christmas. Very <laughs> true. About doing stuff. You know, Angie, next year we will just fully whore ourselves out, okay? Yeah. We're, we'll forget being serious podcasts. We'll be just totally whored out podcast. It'll be yeah. much better. Yeah. I like that idea. Thank you, Engine. The news is uh, brought to you by Schick. Schick oh, races. my God. Yes. The Schick <laughs> Razor Ropes. <laughs> Uh, Engine has uh, another question. Okay. One more. Adult esports leagues. Do you ever envisage a time where there will be, say, a CS league like your local indoor cricket league that will allow players and teams to run a semi-casual uh, with some structure around it league? Oh, my God. This is a depressing question, Engine, because such a thing used to exist on Game Arena big scale. I mean, the Battlefield and uh, Counter-Strike leagues were basically this. I mean, not local because of the nature of the internet, but there were, like, the ladder system was basically this. I mean, you came up from out of this, right, Luke? Yeah, I was one of the big guns. One of the big guns. Yeah, playing- I dominated Counter-Strike. What Moved from Counter-Strike over to Soldier Fortune. We won yeah, a bunch of those. Chomped out. No, we just got bored. Yeah. Got bored. Had to go yeah. find a new game. You could have been huge. You could have been Optic Phase. Uh, I was, this is before my time. Oh, sorry, before like esports is big <laughs> to that point. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but what you can do is uh, head to Cyber Gamer. It's, it's kind of competitive, I guess. Uh, it's a bit more competitive than maybe what you're looking for. Um, but yeah, like Cyber Gamer runs leagues for basically anything, uh, and you can always, almost always find someone to play games with. Um, he continues, I would love to play CS in a proper format. I know I'm a little crap at the game, but I also know many people are just as crap as me. Do you think such a thing could work? On an odd note, I had a game of CSGO competitive recently where the atmosphere really affected the outcome. I was playing with what I can only assume were younger players. One of these youngins took on the role of an in-game leader and we were thrashing them. But it turned as CS can and we started to lose momentum. Our in-game leader started to get snarky and I lost my shit. I did not say so over Mike, mind you. So instead I said something like, dude... You have been doing so well leading us and understand that your attitude will affect this match. If you're negative, people will miss and not be confident to to do what is required. It went quiet for like 30 seconds and then came back on the mic like, oh yeah, we got this. Shoot him in the face. Yes, three exclamation points is a sign of insanity, but we crawled back and won. So it can be excused and well, it was on voice. So the exclamations were implied. This is a insane and rambling story. I don't know if you get to accuse people of insanity engine. Anyway, um, uh, either way, the attitude of the team is what made us win. How do I get this again? My friends who game hate CS, but I love it as a game. I'm way too old to take it seriously. So how do I play for competitive fun? Is it even possible? I stopped playing Dota 
because of the people. Never copped any abuse myself, but I just got sick of the teams fighting with each other rather than playing the game. In every case, the game was winnable if you did not write a wall of texts such as this one. Love your work. See ya. Mm-hmm. Um, Miracle jumped in to try to have a go at answering it, which yeah. is helpful. Uh, shouldn't, yes, shouldn't be doing that, though. Yeah, I know. Strict rules and the questions. I know. Age. Just unbelievable. <laughs> um, Miracle wrote, uh, perhaps you're looking for fa- something like the Facet League, which is actually a pretty good suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get some pugs, play it in a more structured manner than just competitive CS. Um, which, yeah, it's a really good... I'm not sure if Face of Face It works, operates in Australia, though. I'm not sure. I know they do... Uh, like, it's something they use internationally a lot. Uh, uh, but if you're suggesting it, I would think... Yeah, it looks like it. Well, no, because I think Miracle's from the States. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it looks like they have actually opened... Last time I looked, they weren't in Australia, but... But where's Engine from? <laughs> uh, I assume Australia. Let's but, go uh, with Australia. <laughs> But um, yeah, it looks like Face is available in Australia, so that's a that's a good option. I mean, yeah, what like all you're looking for is semi-structured, semi-serious pugs, and yeah, I know that ranked often doesn't really offer that because people just sort of fuck about. A lot of people just fuck about in ranked games. Um, but I've noticed I, like that attitude thing is one of the biggest reasons why I stopped playing Overwatch because too often I just wasn't able to swing the attitude of my teammates from being caustic dickheads uh, into being actual ge- like genuine teammates. And once the team tilts, it's, it can like so often be over I, I, like solid work on getting your fucking, your guy to swing back around the other way. Like you rarely see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really cool. Um, but yeah, uh, face it is a pretty good, option i mean yeah the game arena ladder is what i would have otherwise suggested or go to cyber gamer and uh have a look at their comps but you'll probably have to apply for a clan or some shit so i don't know if that's more effort that you want to go to uh face it is basically just like random pugs pick up games so you can yeah like a one day tournament type thing which is pretty cool uh but yeah good question uh good two questions and uh yeah jump on our discord if you want to ask a ask a question i can't even talk question how, how do you how do you do that luke it's uh the gapodcast.com slash discord it'll nice. take you to the page <clears throat> and uh, dump you in there where you can chat with us yes throw us money ask jump in the lobby and we'll uh we can chat you can watch a video of uh, some of the guys we're playing with completely fuck up a tank uh, that they were driving. Is some epic fuckery. Uh, or yeah, ask us a question in the questions channel. Yeah, or if you want to play a game with us, do that. Yeah. Hit us up. Well, yeah, if you if you join the server, uh, then you can see when we're playing games, and you can just tr- sort of join in with us from there. Uh. I recommend, if we are playing a game, my recommendation, uh, if you want to play with us, like Battlefield 1 in particular, uh, but also with Steam games, uh, actually ping us on the Discord channel. Because yeah, don't DM us. 
Uh, yeah, Origin doesn't actually fucking flash. I've turned off notifications for basically all in-game overlays because it fucks up when you're recording footage. Uh, just like that ugly little box that pops up. Um, so I don't actually get any fucking notifications, but if but I would actually be able to see Discord flashing. So yeah, actually ping me in Discord and I'll be able to actually add you to the fucking group instead of missing out playing and you're just sort of in the same server. But yeah. Yeah, um, I've had that happen where someone's messaged me in Discord. Uh, but I I don't know. It doesn't, it didn't notify me. <laughs> oh, the actual private message yeah, in like Discord? Yeah, that message, direct yeah. message. That's what it is. Yeah, don't do the direct message because that actually doesn't ping. Ping in the lobby channel. Yeah, in the lobby channel. That's that way we get notified. Just like add us or whatever. Yep. You see us playing. What? Um, yeah, because I'm, I'm the same with... Uh, uh, origin like it doesn't notify me if i get a message it's just i quit origin and say oh i've had fucking two people message me asking yeah. if they can jump in but if you've got us on like origin then you can automatically just join our game uh and join our squad if it's not full and most of the time it will be full so find another squad to join and just let us know you're playing <laughs> uh, or we'll kick someone out i'm not sure we'll see <laughs> depends on who we're in sometimes we have random people in the squad and we just kick them out Yep. to make room for people we want to play with. Otherwise, we just crack open a second squad. Yeah, second squad is this thing that happens. Two squads. Yep. Uh, all right, that's it. Time for nice. two giveaway. You still oh, have yeah. codes for this? I do have. I've got two codes. So, uh, we got our answers. Um, I've picked my favorites. Oh, I haven't. Uh, so, I've got... Um, We've got Tom put up Zinc from Shining Forces 2. Uh, Shining Forces 2 is a fucking classic. And it's a Sega game. So, suck it. Uh, yep. That's one winner. Uh, email us at the podcast at gmail.com. Or uh, I can so- just DM them. I've started following people that were... Okay. So, I will write this person's name down somewhere. Here yep. we go. Tom. Yep. Nice. Who is the other person? And we're going to go with uh, Astro Boy, because Ask Guns for the win. Um, Astro Boy was the most... Conf- My twin brother fucking loved Astro Boy, and I hated it for the longest time. And then he sort of, like, explained what it was, like, what was fucking going on. I'm like, what the fuck is, like, who this little weenie kid? Like... Put on some fucking clothes, and my brother's like, "No, it's a fucking robot, and it's the Inspector Gadget of robots." Yeah. I'm like, uh, I think Inspector Gadget is actually a robot, and uh, he's like, "What? No, Inspector Gadget's not a robot. He's a robot man. He's like a cyborg." And we had an argument about it, but it doesn't matter. Um, long story short, Astro Boy actually is pretty kick-ass. Um, so yeah, he, he used to shoot rockets out of his ass, didn't he? Well, that's what. Ask guns means yes. So, oh. yeah. Okay, I didn't hear you say ask guns. Well, whatever. Who wrote this? What's what's their name? Sorry, Russell. Right there. Russell. Oh. Uh, but yeah, cool. Nice. Uh, so we'll message these people and ask for um, their emails, and then we can email them the codes, and hopefully they work. Holy fuck! Hopefully they work. Otherwise, we'll have to sort that out. Uh, but yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. And thanks for everyone who entered, and uh, hopefully you can do more giveaways i like doing giveaways 
They're always good. Um, but yeah, that's what we got. Yep. Uh, we're still doing our other giveaway, which people yes, we should are. message us because no one has yet. Sorry, I, no, right? I, I guess we don't have a lot of Brisbaneites, but uh, it does mean that you've got a high chance of winning if you're in <laughs> Brisbane. Because, uh, yeah, we haven't got shit yet. Um, well, last I checked on the weekend. Um, so it's a new world, intimate music from Final Fantasy. This is the concert which is happening in Brisbane next year. Uh, you can get a double pass to go see that um, and listen to some of the music from Final Fantasy games. Otherwise, they're also doing some concerts in uh, Melbourne and Sydney as well. So you can go to their website and uh, check out tickets if they're still available, um, which is ffnewworld.com slash concert slash Brisbane for the Brisbane tickets. Or you can go back to the main page and check out these shows for everywhere else in Australia. Um, so that sounds pretty cool. Christmas is coming up. You can probably buy tickets for that for someone if they like it. Good idea, I think, personally. You know, just nice. saying. Just saying. Um, so, yeah. Email us in because... Sorry. Send us a message on Twitter, which is our Twitter account, um, at the GA podcast. And the question was, tell us your favorite Final Fantasy moments from within the game. So, just... Just pick anything, whatever. Just make it up. We don't know, uh, and then we'll pick the uh, the best the best one from that list if we get a list, uh, and you'll get a, uh, a double pass to go see that show. Uh, but as Job said, chances are high. So if you live yep. in Brisbane, do it to it, or if you don't live in Brisbane and you can get your way to Brisbane, because Job's not going to fly you there, no, unless he wins the uh, next international within the next week true um i would have to put that together pretty quickly yeah, super quickly yeah yeah probably not not enough time to be honest i don't think so uh so yeah you could um you should answer someone should answer yeah just answer just anything <laughs> all right that's it uh you can also find us on Facebook.com slash the GA podcast for iTunes, Android, the Windows Store, under the Gap, or the GA podcast. You can search and review us on there. It helps other people find the show if you review us, which is awesome. Um, we're also on Twitter.com slash GA podcast, which I said before. We have a website, which is the GA podcast.com. You can go check out the um, past shows. I posted up my Dead Rising 4 review on that uh, page somewhere, I think. Um, yep. Yes, I did. So you can go check that out if you want. And uh, we also have a Discord button on there. So you you can't get to the the Discord page through there. Our other shortcut, you can just go click the button and jump in. It's like a little widget thing on there. Uh, otherwise, you can find me at twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, L-A-W-R-I-E. Um, I don't have much going on at Survivor at the moment. I did, obviously, the uh, Dead Rising 4 review a couple weeks back. I'm going to go check out... Um, Resident Evil f- tomorrow um, and I don't know when I'll be talking about that I think I'll be talking about that on here at some stage maybe briefly next week I don't know I don't know when the embargo is I don't think there is an embargo um, I'm also checking out uh, I don't know if I can say it fuck okay. it uh, Sniper Elite Sniper Elite Sniper Elite yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm checking that out next year so yeah, and um, our first show back, we'll probably have some more. Ditto. more stuff to say back. Yeah. What do you got happening, Job? You were covering a bunch of Dota stuff. Yeah, I covered a bunch of Dota stuff. If you want to see 
rhinops of every game uh from the boston major you can go check out ozgamers.com uh, slash esports um write-ups there um what else uh, i should have a rainbow six interview coming up uh you know what that probably won't be up until next week to be honest um because tomorrow is a write-off and yeah i'm not doing anything on friday fuck that so yeah uh, that, that'll be next week, but it's a big interview with uh, one of the lead designers on Rainbow Six Siege. Cool. Uh, I'm stoked to actually line that one up. It took me fucking forever, um, and it took us actually forever to fucking do the interview itself. It was a main, mad pain in the dick, uh, but it's really cool that we got got to do it. So How long was the interview? Uh, it wound up being 15 minutes. Oh, wow, and that's pretty short. It <laughs> took us an hour. We started, oh. like, got online at nine, mm. didn't actually get to start talking until fucking 45 minutes past, and then we wrapped up at 10. Um, uh. Yeah, because we had Skype issues. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, still still a good interview. Um, talked about a bunch of stuff. Should be interesting. I don't know. I'm good. I'm, I'm excited. Um, you sh- it should, should be a good read. Yeah. And yeah. That's about it. I'm almost. I'm not actually almost done for the year. Um, almost finished doing stuff for the year. Although, uh, in three hours, we're going to go see Rogue One, a Star Wars story. And I guess we will tomorrow do our Star Wars podcast to follow it up. Sure. While super drunk. Okay. You'll be super drunk. I got things on at night. <laughs> what are you? We've Whatever. talked about this. Whatever. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's it. Uh, next week, we're doing our Game of the Year show. Yes. So um, we'll bring the crew back together, hopefully. A uh, okay. couple people will be joining us. Otherwise, yep. it'll be just me and Job. We don't want that yep. to happen. Um, and that'll be it. We'll be on break for a little while, but yeah, we'll talk about it next week. Uh, email us in at thegapodcast.com. Let us know what your favorite um, video games are this year. Yeah. We'll read them out. Maybe... Email us in if you think there's a game that we're going to miss and make it a passion, passionate uh, argument as to why we should include it. Yeah. If you feel like it. I don't know. If you don't feel like it, don't fucking do it. Yeah. Look, why this is we how we get paid, through your emails, all right? Yeah. We don't get paid in money. We get paid in emails. We get paid in emails. That's our currency. Thanks to MailChimp. MailShrimp. MailShrimp. Yeah. All right, that's it. Uh, thanks for listening to our serious podcast this week. Yep, very serious podcast. Uh, uh, next week will be much less serious. Yep. We will be drunk, though. I have some high-quality whiskey. Right. How are you sharing this through podcast? I'm going to come over to your house. Uh, we're doing it live, are we? At your house. Old school. Old school style. Will you sit on Skype in the other room? Yep. Okay. Uh, yep. I'm going to sit in Skype in your lounge room and you have to sit in your bedroom. Okay, sure. Yep. We have to test all the equipment. Make <laughs> sure it still works. I suppose we will. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a happy Star Wars day. St- happy Star Wars. Yeah. Cool. Bye. Bye.